I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. We hear a lot about self-care these days. I'm getting better at it, but if I'm honest, some of what I call self-care doesn't necessarily fill me up or refresh me. Instead, it gives me a quick fix, distracting me from whatever it is that's stressing me out. When that happens, it's because I haven't taken the time to slow down and figure out what I really need. According to this week's guest, Whitney Bean, our own best tool is our natural intuition. But most of the time, we need tools, techniques, and some focused space to learn how to listen to the body's beautiful communication system. Whitney is a certified wellness and life coach, a birth doula, and a mom of four. She coaches intentional women to look inward, listen to their body's own natural communication system, create space for processing, and inevitably show up in the present moment as the most authentic version of themselves. She's here with us to share some of those tools and techniques that help us to eliminate stress and restore balance to our life and our family. Do you want to know what your kids really think of you? We've created the Family Retreat Packet so you can find out and get honest feedback on how you're doing as a family. It's a 360 peer review, but for families. Not only does it include assessment questions, but a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions so you can make a fun weekend out of it. Go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash shop and for only $4.99, you can download your copy. It's incredible to have you on the podcast today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. So a question we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? So I actually cheated on this question because I know you ask your guests this. And so I asked my husband and without him even knowing what we were talking about today, he said balance. <laughs> um, so I'm going to riff off of what he said. I think our family, you know, is... And I I hope this is what we're known for. There's so many things that I hope that is our reputation, but kind of that natural balance, being able to provide, you know, natural food and a natural environment where you can be yourself, Mm -hmm. show up as your best self, and then also a place where you can find balance. So if, you know, we have that extreme of being super social during the weekend, then I hope we also provide that time where we have downtime and we get to veg out and kind of balance things out. Yeah, that's good. And there's no cheating. I mean, when I first started (laughs) to think about this, I put the question on Facebook and I know that other people have done that too, because it's, it's sometimes, I mean, I'm sure, you know, from the work you do, like when you have to write a bio, like it's helpful to get outside input because there's things that we just don't see about ourselves and to be able to have someone be like, yeah, that's what you do. And that's who you are. is really helpful. (laughs) Yes. No, I wanted to see his opinion. Yeah. Cause that's a great question. I really love it. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So you say that our own best tool for understanding our body is our natural intuition. So I'd love to know more about our natural intuition, but also what prevents us from using our natural intuition. And I'm sure, like you said, this is going to tie into this idea of balance. Yeah. So I'm actually going to use an analogy to talk about 
balance in general. So when we, so if you envision like a stream, a stream of water and there's rocks on either side and there's, you know, foliage on either side. And if you envision that every time you cross over that stream is like, you're like, oh, that's me. Like I feel a little bit energized there, or I feel like that's the natural me. And so every time you, you know, you're walking back and forth in this stream and every time you pass over, you're like, Oh, that's awesome. I totally resonate with that. Right. So we have those moments that feel like we're in the groove. We feel like things are flowing easily. We feel like things are are happening easily and we feel naturally energized and we are just passing over that stream back and forth. And so as we check in with ourselves, we can see where are we, right? Are we Mm -hmm. outside of that stream? Are we inside? What would help me to get back into that stream so that I can feel that natural energy. So when we're in that natural balance, we're in that stream, we naturally have intuition. We naturally have those ideas flow. We have, we feel like we're in the zone. You know, we have that natural gut instinct, that gut feeling, those are all kind of the same thing. And they come from being ourselves from being in that stream. Mm -hmm. And so I think that what brings us out can help us realize how we can stay in. You know, once we notice like, oh, this is the place that feels so nice, then we can reverse it and try to be in the stream more often. Yeah. (laughs) Notice when we pop out and say, oh, that doesn't feel right. How do I get back to being myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, as you were talking, I was thinking about values. A lot of the coaching that I do around values, we talk about this idea that you have them, you just may not be living them out. And sometimes when you're not living according to your values, you can't quite put your finger on what's not right, but you know that something's off. And then when we step into our values and we're really honoring what we believe and what, you know, how we want to live, like things feel different and they just are different. And I think that, like you said, when you start to be aware of how that feels, you can quickly see when you're out of step. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's all an experiment, right? Like if you're starting now, you probably had a couple decades, a few decades of being somewhere else, right. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, here and there being out or in. And so it's nice to reflect back and say, what are those times in my life where I really felt on track? Or maybe you haven't had that time yet. And being able to reflect back and say, what was I doing in that time? What really made me feel like myself? And then having it become something looking forward, you know, what can I do to help myself be in that zone? What can I do each and every day? You know, we all have Mm -hmm. very busy schedules, but we will prioritize what we want. And so if we prioritize putting things in there that help us to feel like ourselves, then we'll show up for our families and for our jobs and whatever else we're doing as ourself more often. And that mm-hmm. is going to feel so much better. Yeah. So, how, I mean, you're saying that we're definitely going to feel better. How does this impact our family? Like, it's not just, I'm assuming that the work that you do with women isn't just about them feeling better. It impacts their family as well. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you know, when people start to see progress too, then they want to know, how do I teach my family, right? How do I help my family to also get on board with this feeling better? And I think that really what happens is that we get to show up as ourselves in our Mm -hmm. family. Again, when I was talking to my husband about that question, I think something else that we do is that we show up for our kids as the same people that we are the whole day. It's not like, 
you know, we're this person in this scenario and this person in this scenario, our kids see us authentically as ourselves. If we're Mm -hmm. sad, we let them know that we feel sad, right? If we feel stressed, we let them know that we're working on, you know, decreasing that stress. So we show up with them, however we authentically are. And that's the kind of benefit of when you get to be in this place and when you can notice when you're not in that place, because you're not showing up as yourself, yeah. which we'll talk about in a little bit, you know, when you feel that stress, you're not yourself, right? You, it takes you away from those natural attributes, those natural traits that you would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And when I started working with a life coach, I guess almost six years ago now, I started making a lot of changes in my life mm-hmm. and my husband 100% noticed yeah. Like, and I'm sure my kids did, but my kids weren't going to be like, oh, mommy, we've seen a change in you. But my husband, mm-hmm. definitely, I would say six months, maybe even eight months in, he's like, you've really like, it wasn't that I really changed and really got my life together per se. I was just more focused. I was making decisions that mattered. I was placing values on the things that I said was important to me, prioritizing those things that were important to me, not getting caught up in things that really weren't like, I just... I felt like I wasn't, of course, I wanted positive things to trickle down to my family, but that wasn't why I was doing the things I was doing and making the changes I was making. I was doing them for me because I wanted some peace and some sanity in the work I was doing online and just in general, but it trickled down to my family. My, yeah. my husband noticed, um, my, our family just became more focused and more organized. And I think that just really brought a piece to the home that we had never knew that we needed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that a lot of people have that, that feeling too, that like, well, I can't show up as myself with my kids because Mm -hmm. I'm stressed around my kids. Right. So some people have that feeling of like, well, when I'm doing X, Y, Z, it feels stressful. And so I'm not going to be myself. I need to detach myself. I need to, Mm -hmm. you know, make those moments where I'm going to, I'm going to go have a girl's night out and that's where I can be myself, or I need Mm -hmm. to go have a date night and that's where I can be myself. But in reality, it's like we said, like if you can get in that stream more often, then you can show up as yourself and it's going to be so much nicer because you can feel those moments of like rejuvenation Mm -hmm. and newness within your day, right? So when you are checking in and you're taking that deep breath with, you know, the kids right there, you get to feel that rejuvenation because you're not in a place of over stress. You're in a place of being yourself and checking in. Yeah. I think some of our greatest moments have been when I've been able to be like, guys, like to my kids, I'm feeling really stressed out. I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I'm sorry that I'm just on edge, like being honest with them, that there's something that's underlying that mommy's dealing with. Yes. And so can you just be patient with me? I'm not going to have everything figured out tonight, or maybe, you know, dinner's going to be breakfast or sandwiches or whatever it is and not pretending like as soon as my kids get home, I have to put on a different face and pretend everything's okay. And, and just, I mean, there's a certain, I think there is a time and a place for protecting them against things, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, like show up authentically. Right. Yeah. Not when it's detaching you from being close to them. Right. Yes. If it's taking you away from being able to be emotionally close to them and be supportive of them and, and vice versa, then that's where it's like, yeah, maybe we need to have a family chat. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's a good indication. Okay. So what are some of the tools and techniques that help us to change this, this imbalance and to, and to connect with our natural intuition? 
Yeah. This is what we all want to know, right? Like, how do you check in? How do you change things around midday when it's like, well, things didn't start off well today. (laughs) How do you change things around? So I teach four different steps to do that. And you can spread these out. You know, when I coach, I do this over usually an hour, right? With, with clients, but you can condense them as you get used to it and do them very quickly. So number one is checking in and evaluating. So evaluating is simply like, how are, how am I doing right now? And sometimes that involves checking in with your body. Where am I holding on to stress? What are my thoughts that are cycling around? So checking in and evaluating is number one. And then number two is defining balance. So defining balance means you know, we're really good at pointing out all the bad things, but then what do I even want? Like what would balance be in this scenario right now? And sometimes it's really hard to think of what balance would be. In some scenarios we can say, oh yeah, food wise, this would be in balance or thought wise, this would be in balance. But for the most part, it's a lot easier to define what's not going well. And it's okay to start there if that's where you're at, you know, write down those things that aren't going well, but then you know, use your imagination, try and get to a place where you're thinking new thoughts to create new balance. And then number three is selecting changes. So if we have where we're at is not working, you know, this is what balance feels like. We're probably not going to make the jump all in one fail swoop, but we get to take the chance of what's one step that I could take that would get me closer. You know, what's some momentum mm-hmm. that could get me closer to that balance. And then number four is creating space. So creating space can be, I'm going to take five minutes and take some breaths and I'm going to recenter my body and I'm going to recenter my mind or creating space could be, I need to journal for a few minutes, or it could be, I need to go on a walk with a friend and chat things out and get that mm-hmm. emotional block out. Right. So you can create space in different ways, but you want to make sure that you're experimenting with what is effective, right? We're not creating space to exaggerate. We're not creating space to magnify the problem. We're creating that space to create that balance so that you feel well, so that you feel like yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I want to go back over these steps. So the first one is Mm -hmm. is that what you said. So do you find that journaling is helpful in this process? I think that journaling, it it can be, if that's where information, if you find information is coming out that way, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Like if asking yourself the question, how can I best love myself today? If that's where you feel like you can check in, then absolutely. But I think for most people, checking in is more of a matter of checking in with their body, you know, like what discomforts do I feel? And then what feels like it validates that almost, you know, like I have this pressure in my chest, where the heck did that come from? Right. So it's a big connection with our physical body and it it shows us right with, through our emotions, through you know, sensations of tension or pressure, it shows us where we're holding on to things. Sometimes even in our head, you know, with our thoughts are creating a lot of pressure in our head, then we need to check in and say, okay, I, I don't have headaches every day. Why am I feeling this stress here? Yeah. So it sounds like no matter how you do it, it's just that, that pause and that stop Yeah. to just and say, I, Hey, I'm going to do, I'm going to figure I just want to take a look. Just take a look around. And like I said, I, with my clients, you know, we take this and we spread it out over usually an hour or more. And so, you know, I have an actual evaluation that we do that goes over the four different areas of ourselves. So our mind, our body, our heart, and our spirit. And so Mm -hmm. there's questions regarding each of those areas. So we kind of spread out and we look into that area 
so that in the moment you can condense that and you can say, okay, mm-hmm. how am I here? How am I here? How yeah. am I here? That's great because it's not just about how our body's feeling. It's not just about how our heart is feeling. It's all of it. Like we need to examine every every section for sure. Yeah. And if you think of those four areas, like your senses, right? If you are able to take things in, in all four of those areas, and you're only taking it in through say the physical body, like you're taking really good care of your physical body, but you're lacking in those three other areas, you're not going to make the same progress that you would Mm -hmm. if you balanced all of them. So the balance really comes through all four of those areas, or if you have an issue in one of the areas, right, you can influence it in many different ways and in all four of those different ways. Yeah. Cause like, for example, if we're having something going on in our body, sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with our physical body. It has something to do with something that's going on with our heart. And so like just wanting to attack the issue in our body isn't always helpful if we don't take a look to see, well, what else is going on in my life that could be impacting me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's actually what brought me down this whole road of coaching was I was having physical issues. Right. And I felt super healthy up to that point. I felt like, man, I'm a pretty healthy person. I'm active. I eat well. You know, I really love, I had a young family at the time and I just, I just adored them. I loved them. I loved being a mom. And so it was really a matter of figuring out what the heck I hadn't healed from the past and then Mm -hmm. how to change the processes moving forward. And it was coming out in physical symptoms, right? And so I had to make that connection and before I could make any difference at all, because before it was like, I'm having this issue. It's super mysterious. Help me out. You know, I went to different doctors to have that, that help, but it didn't come. Like I didn't feel that relief until I started looking at myself as a holistic person, really looking at all the different areas. And I think a lot of people can probably, you know, see that in themselves too. You know, when you're feeling stress in your shoulders and in your back, it's not just a physical symptom. There's something else Mm -hmm. going on there. There's something emotional. There's a thought that is looming. You know, there's something that you're ruminating about that you can process and that you can release. Mm-hmm. All right. So step number two, that was about balance, right? Determining yeah, what your defining balance is. Balance. Defining yeah. balance. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely find that it is hard for people to figure out like what that looks like, because I don't think as yes. moms, especially when we're serving everybody else, we haven't spent the time to figure out what that looks like. So we're kind of at a loss. Do you yeah. find that to be true? Yes. Or we think that our balance is the external, like the Mm -hmm. external expectation of X, Y, Z. So like if everybody's getting up on time and they're all getting ready and we're getting everybody off to where they need to go. And then like, this is done and this is done and this is done and things look orderly. We feel like that is our balance, right? Then I would feel balanced and I would feel good, but really that balance has to come from those four different areas. So in the mind, in the heart, in the body, in the spirit, it's all internal. It's all you. And then you show up to possibly fulfill those expectations or talk to your family about, are these our expectations? You show up as a different person. So it's completely reversing what we probably think mm-hmm. it should be. Yeah, <laughs> And it's hard. Again, it's like when we define balance, it's like, well, I want all of these things done. But in reality, you'll show up 
as a more successful person to get those things done or let them go or talk to your family about like, what are our actual expectations when you are internally feeling that calm and balance you're working from a place of neutrality. Yeah. 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 I mean, there was a time when I, when our morning routine, I would feel like it was a success if we got everybody out the door on time, you know, breakfast made and lunch is packed, but I found that even though I could tick those boxes, I still like using your term, I wasn't in balance because I didn't find that I was connecting with my kids or setting the tone yes. for the day. And so right. I needed to consider that as well as the logistics of the morning. And so making space for that was a game changer for sure. Yeah. You know, we have, we eat dinner together every single night right now we have three kids in soccer, so it's kind of tricky. Right. But we, have that time every single night structured so that we get to check in as a family. Mm -hmm. And if we are simply getting food in mouths, we're not even hitting that goal, right? Like we're not even, that's not balance. Everybody's getting fed, but really the point of that time is that we are, we have that structured time so that we can sit and check in Mm -hmm. and collaborate and laugh and have fun and be silly and be ourselves. Right. And so if we are just like, you're saying, checking off the boxes of like, okay, everybody has food. Now let's go do this. And then this and this, then we're not fulfilling the whole point of why we are doing dinner together. You know, if I'm not showing up as myself, but then I am trying to get my kids to be themselves. Right. So I have to show up in that scenario as well as myself and take that deep breath and, Oh, I'm glad I'm here and, and being silly and being fun because I'm not carrying the stress from the day to the dinner table. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. And then remind us of number three. Number three is selecting changes. And so this is like one of my favorite, favorite questions. I think when I first became a coach, I thought that I would have to give people the homework, right? Like, this is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. But it's one of my favorite questions to ask people. So you've defined your balance. So what's one step that gets you closer to this that you can do this week or today or in the next hour? And the answers are amazing. They're so fun. And that's where you talked about journaling. That's where some of that journaling comes in. You know, some people might say, I want to journal every evening to process through something, or I want to journal once a week, or, you know, selecting changes could be, I'm going to try a morning routine, or I'm going to have a conversation with my spouse. You know, those are the changes that have to happen. And again, we're not trying to get all the way to balance in one day. It's a working system where we're evaluating Mm -hmm. and then we're defining that balance. And then we are selecting those changes and we're experimenting with this whole thing. And so we get to select, what am I going to try this week? What could I try on to see if this is going to work well for me? So that's where the selecting changes comes in. Mm -hmm. And do you recommend only one change or do you do do multiple changes? Yeah, we do one in the mind, one in the heart, one in the body and one in the spirit. So typically for changes or, you know, if it feels like an extra one in there or something. But anyways, we always go over those four areas each time. Oh, that's good. I like how you're breaking that down. That's fantastic. Yeah. So that way you're not like, well, I'm going to change my food. Right. But you have to change your thoughts around the food, right? right. If that's You're still the, eating at the, the island. <laughs> like, yeah. <right. laughs> exactly. Like, how are you emotionally feeling when you're eating? Right. Yeah. So we have to take into account if you, you know, to get the most success, we yeah. check into all four of those areas at the same time. Oh, that's good. And then the last one again. 
And then the last one is creating space. Mm -hmm. So creating space is one of my favorites. I am a huge advocate for meditation. I typically walk clients through a a live meditation based on what we've talked about, or I pre-record or I record a meditation to send to them or encourage them to at least create that space in some way. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for your, um, figuring out what you're going to do for that week. It could be, I need to take a walk. I need to make Mm -hmm. sure at least twice a week I'm getting out for a walk and it could be a walk by yourself with a friend who helps you to talk through things. Mm -hmm. It could be a walk with your spouse so that you're connecting there, but you're creating some type of space Mm -hmm. um, to be yourself and to let things unravel. (laughs) You know, we talked about that balance if we're trying to get to this balance that we haven't been to before right it's this imagined balance I think this is what balance is going to feel like creating space is the opportunity to let that unwind and try that on is that space going to be you know what is that going to feel like for me is it going to feel calming I I worked with this um, client this week where you know she was like I don't feel like I'm showing up as myself right like she wanted to be silly and she wanted to be funny and she wanted to be loud but she felt like she was showing up up too big in a lot of her situations in her life. And then we went over, you know, what does that even feel like? We talked about that balance and the balance was like calm and serene. You know, it was the opposite of what she thought because Mm -hmm. when she imagined herself showing up big, she imagined this high energy and she realized that, you know, through creating space, she realized what it really felt like to be herself even though she could show up silly and funny and loud, but the result was very calming because she was being herself. Mm, that's good. And I love how you say trying things on and experimenting with them because, you know, we have an image of what balance would look like, peace would look like, a day off yeah. would look like. And then we actually do those things and we're like, mm, this doesn't really do it for me. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Giving ourselves permission to try a few things and then making space you know, being intentional about when we choose to do that, I think is important too. Yeah. 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 You know, I always thought that like the self-care of like taking a bath or getting your nails done. I was like, I don't really like to do either of those things and they definitely aren't rejuvenating. Right. So what are the things for me that feel really nice that feel like myself? Yeah. You have to figure out and try that on. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you say that awareness is the first step to decreasing stress, right? So stress is like a sneaky little thing because I don't know that we always recognize it, right? It can disguise itself. So can you share with us some of the traits that signal that we may be overstressed? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that awareness, right? Knowing, checking in, saying, what the heck is this? So yeah, some of those things that you could notice, we talked about noticing your body, right? Like, are there places where you're literally holding on to tension and feeling Mm -hmm. tension and you might've had it for a long time. And so it's going to be like, well, I've always had that back pain, right? Like I've always had that neck issue. That's not stress, right? But you need to unwind those things and say, maybe that is related, you know, does it fluctuate in certain scenarios? Mm-hmm. So checking in with your physical body and then also things like irritability, you know, am I more irritable today than I was last week? And why is that? And dec- a decreased sense of humor. I think for a lot of us, we show up and we kind of get a little bit more serious a more, more subdued, right? So we're not showing up silly or fun or any of that, like we're far from those things, right? Mm -hmm. So when we have a decrease in a sense of humor, when we're feeling a little bit bit more worried, when we're finding ourselves, you know, turning to those things like 
overeating, drinking, binge watching Netflix. If we feel like we're binging in any, any area there or feeling aches and pains and fatigue. So I know that's kind of a long list, but I think that they probably different ones will resonate with different people, right? There's certain things where it's like, you know, I, I want to be more of myself and be sillier with my family. Maybe I'm feeling a little bit stressed, you know, at the dinner table or something like that. Yeah. Now these are good. I mean, a few of them resonate with me. I think of irritability. It's one thing to just be irritable one day, but when you start to have back to back to back days, you have to stop and go, what's really going on here? And can we address this issue? I was surprised from that list, which I got from your Instagram feed, the decrease in laughability or humor, right? I mean, cause I, that's, that's where I go immediately. Like if I am not like overjoyed and laughing and out with friends and I'm like quiet and just like a cynical, right. I guess it's yeah. like the opposite of that. Then you, my friends know something's going on, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, and we think yeah. that if we tighten things down, right. Like, well, yes. let's just, we have to get this stuff done and then I'll be able to relax. Right. But mm-hmm. through that process, you're losing part of you, right. You're losing yeah. that sense of like enjoying the moment and being with your family and being yourself. Yeah. So yeah. What are you, you know, that stress is really an umbrella and we use, you know, it's very important that we notice stress, but it is a huge umbrella and to notice where you are off when you feel stress is so mm-hmm. important. All of those mm-hmm. things are under that umbrella and then asking yourself, well, what's under my umbrella as stress because it helps to separate it from you, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's not like you're a stressed out person, but these are the attributes that you might notice in yourself when you're feeling that overwhelm. Yeah. And I appreciate how you mentioned, you know, you may think like the back pain, the neck pain, I've always had that, like, that's just how I am. And you know, I do every January, I do a Daniel fast. And so I eliminate lots of different foods from my diet. And I remember the first couple of times I did it, I was like, Oh, so I'm not supposed to feel funny after dinner. Like I started to see like when I thought that it was just normal, but then when I started to notice the absence, these really subtle things in my body, I was like, Oh, that's the way I'm supposed to feel. And I can imagine, um, if we're, if we have the opportunity to take a few days off or to go away on a vacation, we probably experience the same thing that the the removal of some of this irritability, these symptoms and you didn't know that you weren't supposed to have them. (laughs) Yes. I love that. That's absolutely true. When I was working through my health issues, like, you know, they were very prominent, but then when Mm -hmm. I started to make holistic changes and find more balance, all of these other things that I thought were going to be lifelong issues were also disappearing. Right. So it was like chronic, you know, asthma when I would exercise or allergies or, you know, all those things that were kind of just, well, that's me. And I'll just have Mm -hmm. those seasonally or, you know, at certain times, but then as everything else was clearing up, then it was like, Oh, this, it wasn't that normal all along. Right. And it's a good indication of that things are off. So if I'm feeling that way now, I know that I need to get myself back to that balance so that things clear out again. Yeah. So again, it goes back to that self-awareness, like taking time to just examine what's going on on the inside and what externally can I potentially make a few changes to that'll make a big difference. I think that's important. Yeah. And using your imagination to create the balance, right? Like get out of the health issues and imagine what, what should I feel like? What does balance feel like for me? Yeah. Yeah. 
So how can we help our kids eliminate this unnecessary stress that they face? Yeah. So I think being honest with them and open, you know, I think we're the best examples for our kids and having them see us, you know, feel stress. And then what do we do with it? Or having them see us be honest with them and say, I am so sorry. I'm feeling this way today. And, you know, not pointing fingers and not saying you guys are making me feel this way. Mm, That's good. That's important. (laughs) Yeah. But notifying them, I'm feeling extra stress today. And I'm going to work on it. But in the meantime, you guys want to come over and let's all make lunches together or something Mm -hmm. like that, right? Being honest with them and allowing them to see you be authentic and work through that issue, not by running away, right? And sometimes you need to take space, but we don't have to go lock ourselves in our room in order to try and process through something. I think Mm -hmm. that we can do that in our home because we're already we already have that open, honest relationship with our family Mm -hmm. and helping um, each other notice our triggers has been really beneficial for our Mm -hmm. family too. If somebody's already feeling on edge, then we help the rest of the family recognize this is probably not a time to bring up that stuffed animal that you want to (laughs) borrow. That is like the special stuffy, right? So we want to make sure that we are also respecting other people's triggers so that they know what that looks like. They know what it looks like to be respectful of other people and how they're processing things. So that's kind of my advice there is, you know, be yourself, be authentic and work through these things as a family. And you might not feel like that's a safe space. You know, not everybody Mm -hmm. has that ability to say, this is a safe space for me to work through everything. And that's okay too. But Mm -hmm. being at least showing up as yourself in those scenarios Mm -hmm. with your Mm -hmm. family. Yeah. And we want to train our kids so that when we're, they're adults, that they can deal with stress on their own. And if we like you said, don't show up as our authentic self to our kids, they're going to think life's amazing. And then they're going to get stressed out and they're going to have no idea how to cope. They're not going to have any tools. They're not going to have any methods. They're not going to have any sort of idea what to do if we shelter them from the fact that life can be stressful and that we need to navigate stress and we need to navigate our relationships and how we respect one another and connect one another. Because otherwise (laughs) they're going to get out there in the real world and they're going to go, oh my gosh, like, something's wrong and nothing's right. wrong. Well, and then they feel like it's their personal issue, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm feeling stress. Why am I feeling this? Right. They need to know that it's common to feel negative yeah. emotions. And then what do you do with it? So yeah. that you can process it in the moment and get out of it as opposed to like, well, my parents never felt these things. Yeah. Why am I feeling them? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like when you, you can, you know, especially when your kids are young, you can notice their cues, right? When they are bugged and they haven't said it out loud yet, you can use those opportunities to, you know, get down close to them and say, it looks like something might be bugging you, you know, let's talk through it. And I think Mm -hmm. even just pointing that out, it like, you can almost see it lifted from their brain. Like, oh, it's no, you know, even mom notices there is something going on. So that they're not taking that on as their identity. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you, yes. you know, I know you, and it looks like something's a little off. You know, how can I help that? And some kids might not respond well to that, but for the most part, I think it's kind of a lift for kids to mm-hmm. see, like, oh, awesome. Now it's external. Now we can work with it yeah. together. Yeah. And and I can tell you, like my have older kids, my oldest is 18 and she can pick up on my cues and she mm. knows when I'm struggling and stressed. And I think over the last um, year and a half, two years, she'll come up to me and she'll put her arm around me 
when she knows I'm just having a bad day and just put her awesome. head on my shoulder. And she just, she knows that I'm just going through something for a hot yeah. second. And all I, and, and just the fact that she recognizes that and comes up and she's not a really huggy person. So like, she knows that's what I need. That's even sweeter, um, yeah. And so as we train our children to recognize the stress in their own life and in our life, then it's going to come full circle. I've seen it come yeah. full, circle, full circle where they then become, you know, a support for us and, yes. and help point us back to, I mean, she's very vocal going, wait, hold up mom. Like relax. Here's why you need to relax, you know, cause she can identify it cause she's not caught up in it. Right. And then can help bring me back, which has been really, really a blessing. I love that. That's beautiful. And it also shows yeah. that empathy, right? It gives them the opportunity to look around and notice the people around them and how they're feeling. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. So tell us about your free balance, restoring balance guide. Yeah. So the restoring balance guide walks you through these four steps. So there's a little bit of video and then there's worksheets that you can print out. Worksheets are one of my favorite things. I never thought I would say that, but (laughs) being able to be guided through a worksheet, it's like homework that is so realistic and so real to you. And it walks you through these four steps. So yep, you can get that and work through those through, through what we talked about today and make it practical for you for how you can make change for yourself. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I will link to how you can get that in the show notes. Awesome. All right. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. It was so good today. to talk to you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find Whitney at WhitneyBean.com. She's on Instagram as a tad bit crunchy. She also has a podcast called a tad bit crunchy. I'll link to all of that. Plus where you can find her guide to restoring balance in the show notes. If you'd like to connect beyond the podcast, you can find me over on Instagram. It's my favorite place to hang out and share the ups and downs of everyday life, what we get right and what we get wrong too. You can find me at, at Kimberly Amici, and you can find the podcast at, at Build Your Best Family. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. <laughs>